Woo, we've only got three weeks of reading left to go in the Luke Journal. Wow, I can't believe it. Carter here and Luke has been eye-opening, at least to me. This week, we're jumping into week 12 of the Luke Journal and looking at the daily readings covering Luke 20, verses 9 through 22, 6. And we're going to jump into the end times highlight in a little bit. So let's dive in. Our vision is to give every baseball player around the world the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, respond to the message, and grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. This is the Training for an Eternal Crown podcast with Full Cow Ministries. In this week's readings, Jesus shares with us even more about who he is and more about the second coming of the Son of Man in the end times. We open up this week in daily reading one with a parable that explains how the prophets were rejected and with the conclusion that Jesus will also be rejected. But even still, he will become the cornerstone. What Jesus says about the Christian life, the persecution to come, can be disheartening for a lot of people, especially if you're not a Christian. Getting put in prison, being brought before kings and governors to be questioned, being betrayed by family, terror, things happening in the world like earthquakes and things that aren't mentioned in this chapter, but in other books of the New Testament that talk about the end times. It's just a terrible time. But again, Jesus does leave us with hope and encouragement, even in this teaching. In chapter 20, verses 18 and 19, he says, But not a hair on your head will perish. Stand firm and you will win life. Jesus has our back and will see to it that we are taken care of into the life to come. Jesus does talk a little bit more about the end times, which we'll cover more in the highlight for this week. But he gives us two things that we can do to stand firm in chapter 21, verse 36. He tells us first, be always on the watch. And second, pray that you will be able to escape. I can't wait to dive into First and Second Peter this summer. Peter wrote to the exiles or God's chosen people scattered around the world, a.k.a. the church. He talks a lot about suffering or fiery trials of the Christian, which is purification and in turn sanctification. But also we know through Luke, it's an indication of the last days. In the last chapter, in 1 Peter 5, 8, Peter says similarly to Jesus, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. It would be easy to sit back, relax, and enjoy the comforts of the world as a Christ follower. But Jesus and Peter as well want us to know that there is work to do while we are here. As we live as a living sacrifice, we're focused on kingdom work with sober-mindedness, on Christ's second coming, that he will come back in judgment. And if we don't keep watch, we are warned that we could be devoured by the devil. He's prowling around and waiting to take our lives. So, keeping watch and straining forward is twofold, for salvation of others' sake and ourselves, but also to keep away from the devil's schemes But Jesus also makes sure that we want to know he is in control. We keep watch and keep ourselves away from the devil's schemes while we keep watch. But we have to rely on God and we have to pray. 
That's the only way. God is going to save us. We ask for deliverance with the power of God from the power of the devil in our everyday life and what is coming in the days, months, and years to come. At the end of chapter 21, Luke tells us that Jesus was set on praying at the Mount of Olives. So what is so significant about this place? Well, here's a quote from a website that I frequent called gotquestions.org, and it gives pretty solid biblical answers to these types of things. It says, Immediately following Jesus' ascension, two angels told the disciples on the Mount of Olives that this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. That's Acts 1.11. According to the prophet Zechariah, Jesus will return not only in the same way, but to the same place. In a prophecy related to the end times, Zechariah declares, On that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will be split into two from east to west, forming a great valley, with half of the mountain moving north and half moving south. That's Zechariah 14.4. The very location where David wept in defeat and where Jesus was betrayed and rejected will be the place where Jesus returns in triumph over all his enemies. That's a good, good promise, especially as Jesus is staring into the eyes of his betrayer at the end of this week's readings. This week's daily readings end with the beginning of that betrayal when Satan enters Judas. But, thankfully, we know that he triumphs over betrayal. So we've touched a little on the highlight already, but let's dig into Luke 21, 29 through 38. Since we've already touched on the second half, let's touch on the first. Jesus says, look at the trees, because when the summer is near, they sprout leaves. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. There are a lot of people talking about the end times these days, and it's amplified now that we have the internet. But Jesus tells us to look for false teachers or wolves in sheep's clothing that talk about this sort of stuff. But we can look at Jesus and what he teaches in this couple chapters and what he says in all of the Gospels about his second coming and the end times. So, before this highlight, Jesus was previously talking about terror, signs in the sun, moon, and stars, roaring, raging seas, and people will be in anguish because of all the terrible things happening in the world. But what's interesting is that when all of the, these things happen, Jesus says, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Wow. Jesus often encourages us at the end of tough teachings. And I love this because it's the total opposite of the view of the world has on the end times. If a non-believer's world is ending, then it is the end of the world because that is where their heart is invested. Destruction of this material world is the end of everything they hold dear to themselves. Think about modern day scientists that think that climate change or an asteroid or a disease is going to wipe out the entire planet. But we know that the end has been written by Christ's word already. Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will last forever. Jesus will preserve us 
He will preserve us through the trials. Don't let the modern day science fear mongering get to you. As Christians, we know that the end of this world is when the kingdom of God will be established forever and can trust Christ in that. I think in D groups this week, we don't need to shy away from the realities of Christ's second coming, looking out and being watchful for the signs of the end times, as Jesus calls it, and praying for and about the second coming of Christ. And we need to be bold in telling our groups that he is coming back one day. Don't be afraid to ask your group question seven this week. What do you think it'll be like to stand before Jesus one day? Because we know that that day is coming. Just reading this highlight scripture this week and letting them know Jesus' second coming is a reality is really important. Don't get so bogged down with the how and when he's going to come because Jesus says he doesn't even know exactly when he's going to come. Just let them know it is a fact that he is coming and to watch and to pray for that day. Thanks for all the hard work you guys are putting in every week with baseball players. Reach out. Uh, send encouragement to the other guys in the group messaging uh, platform in the app. Uh, Love you all. Have a great week. you have enjoyed this episode of the training for an eternal crown podcast you can visit our website for more resources and also find this podcast on all major platforms full count ministries exist to create disciples using the game of baseball we are a non-profit ministry and if you have benefited from this resource we would encourage you to consider donating to the cause to reach every baseball player with the gospel giving them the opportunity to respond to the gospel and then to grow in the relationship with jesus please like subscribe and share this podcast so that you can play a part in accomplishing the mission that god has put on our hearts for baseball players around the globe.